Daf Hey, number five. Today is Daf Vav, number six, and we will start with our review of yesterday's Daf, and then get to today. So, what did we learn yesterday? We uh, started off at the uh, question of uh, the Mishnahs talked about under ten tefachim. Um, that the sukkah is not good if it's less than ten handbreadths um, of space till the schach. So the discussion was why, what's the basis for it? So, meaning, where do we get this idea of ten tefachim? So the first idea is from a conglomerate of rabbis, Rav, Rabbi Chanina. Some, one version is Rabbi Yochanan, another version is Rabbi Yonasan and Rabbi Chaviva. They all say um, that, the, that it's based on this idea. The Aron, the Ark, in the Mishkan was nine Tvachim tall. And then you have the Kaporas on top of that, which was an additional Tefach. Nine and one is ten. And it says oh, but that Hashem came down. Which teaches us the idea, the principle, which is basically that um, that basically Hashem cannot come down or whatever part of the dictum of Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem Ve'oretz Nasan Levni Adam that indicates that there's a certain boundary where God's divine presence won't go down till, and that is the last ten tefachim. So somehow we need to build our sukkah at least into. The God's domain, a very interesting concept or sort of something like that is really what we're trying to say. I think the significant part of that is that four rabbis agreed on the same thing. <laughs> that is a big deal. You're right. It's not like an Israeli. <laughs> it's rubbing off. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so... Um, so, so that's that's the basis from Shemaim Shemaim Lashem, and therefore there's a certain area where God won't reach, and then on the other hand, there's a certain area where where man cannot achieve, you know, can come to, and that's the the last ten amas, uh, the last ten tefachim. Sorry, um, before so to speak, the heaven wherever. Okay, so that's the that's the two ideas that we're discussing here now. Um, um, so the question is, um, okay, um, is that really true? Because we had psukim. The pasuk says, "Vayered Hashem al Harsinai." So the Gemara says, "Yes," but that means "lemaila meyasar." Not it, it was just up until, not including the last ten tefachim. I it says, "Ve'amdu ragla bayamahu al harasesim." God's feet, so to speak, rested on harasesim. So the Gemara says, again, not fully, What about Moshe and Elio going up? Doesn't it say, Moshe Allah 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 Kim? Yeah, no, it was Lamat Meyasar, it was just under 10. Vayal Elio Besar Shamayim, also Lamat Meyasar. So the bottom line is, all of that, every place that it says that he went up or God came down, it's, it sends the last 10 Tvachim. Problem is, it says in the Eov that uh, mentions the idea of Ma'achis Pnekise, Parsha's Alav Anano, which Rabbi Tanchum explains that Hashem spread his divine presence over, Mo- over Moshe. So, yeah, but Moshe was not 
all the way up, he was uh, just under 10 Tfachim. But it says, Ma'achis Pnei Kisya, it sounds like Moshe was holding on to the Kisya Kavod. So the Gemara says, yeah, Hashem lowered his throne of glory to Moshe, so Moshe could reach it at the 10 mark where he, where he stood, the 10 Tfachim away. Um, anyway, it's very interesting. Okay, so um, the Gemara says, okay, that's a very nice source, except that uh, it's based on the Aron and the Kapores. Now what's interesting is, is that the Aron's dimension is very explicit in the Torah. It's an Amma Vachetzi Komaso. An Amma and a half up. Get that. But it never says anywhere in the Kapores how high did the Kapores go. It just, nothing. It, it just gives, it's Midas Orech and Rochav, but not Ait. Now, now so, um, what, what's, how, how high was it? You said it's a Tefach. Where'd you get that from? So the Gemara says, it's based on uh, context. You learn it from, it says that uh, there's a miskeres. Um, so um, you, you, uh, on the Shulchan, there's a miskeres, and it was a tefach. So just like that's a tefach, so two years a tefach. So basically, you look for another example. Um, so the Gemara says, why are we looking to the miskeres? Let's look at some of the kalim. So the Gemara says, you can't learn it from the kalim because there's a rule, tafasta meruba lo tafasta, that you can't grab more the more okay you have to tafasta muat but if you grab the less then tafasta then you do grab it okay so the gemara says okay but all right i understand you don't want to go too too big you can't go too big so we're looking at the mascaras but weren't there other things that were smaller what about the tzitz the tzitz was smaller the the tzitz was only two fingers as we're told so the Gemara, and it said Kodesh Lashem, Machlokes, was it Kodesh Lashem on two separate lines, Hashem being higher up and Kodesh being lower down? Or was it like Rebbe Leazar said, when I saw it in Rome, it was all on one line? But either way, that's the question. So the Gemara explains that, um, that basically it's, uh, we judge Kli Mikli and not Kli Mi Tachshit. Okay? Um, uh, you can prove a, a vessel from a vessel, but not a vessel from uh, from a, an adornment to a vessel. Okay. Um, okay. So the Gemara says adornment meaning that's what you wear on your head. It's not really a vessel. It's not the same thing. Okay. What about the zer? The zer there was a crown on the sholchan, crown on the aron, and a crown on the mizbech Um So what about that? Which is we're told is only a mashu. So Gemara says, yeah, but that's just a hexer kli. We're talking about a keli over here. <laughs> why is a miskeris not a keli? Why is miskeris a kli? It's also a hexer kli. So we said, we are understanding that the miskeris was underneath the table. And basically, it was the rim around the legs. but uh, and, and the table was just like a tabletop that stood on top of that. So um, bottom line is, even if that's the case, it's still, um, there's an opinion that says that the mascaras was above. It was like a rim around the table frame, the table itself, the table itself, li- a lip going up. And, um, and uh, what are you going to say in that opinion? Uh, it's also a Heksher Kaley. So it must be that uh, the answer is, and this is what, what stood, is that we're talking about something where the Torah gave the shear because the Torah said the amount tefach. And therefore you can't bring a raya from tzitz or zer, even though those things may be 
would we would learn it from, but it doesn't really say explicitly how big they were. We just know it from other sources, from our own <laughs> intuition or whatever. The rabbis figured it out, but it doesn't say it in the Torah. We wanted a measure that's Torah stated. Okay. Um, so Rafuna brought a okay. So that's one source. Rafuna brought another source. How we know that the kaboros was a tefach? It's not learned from the miskeres, but it's learned from the word pinei. We have a description of the kaboros as pinei ha kaboros kedma. So panim is never less than a tefach. So that's how we got the idea, the measure of a tefach. So the Gemara says, I don't know what. Once you say face, can't it be the face of a the Bar Yochni bird, which was a humongous, gigantic bird. So the Gemara says, no, that's to, then it falls under the category of Tafasta Merubal or Tafasta. Okay, so let's go by the smallest head, uh, a hummingbird's head, whatever, a tiny, tiny little head. So the Gemara says, which is obviously a lot less than a Tefah. So the Gemara says, no, we're learning from a specific statement of the word Pinei. It says here Pinei, and it also says Pinei by Yitzchak, Meis Pinei Yitzchak Aviv. So we're learning it from a human face. Okay. It's not just, pay, we look at what the meaning of the word, Pinay means face, and we look at anybody's face or any animal's face. No, it's Pinay of the Torah, and we find Pinay Yitzchak. So it says, what about Rabbi Shalom? Okay, because we refer to also the word Pinay in the Torah. Kiroz Pinay Elohim Batirzaini. Where it says, that's Tafasta Merubal or Tafasta, so that we can do. And what about from the Kruv? It says, Al-Kaporos, you pinay ha-kruvim. There's a pinay, so we should learn it from the kruvim. So that's where Rav HaKabar says, guess what? The pinay ha-kruvim were also not less than a tefach. The faces of the cherubs were tefach. That was the size of the faces. And in fact, Rav Huna can learn it from there too, from either the kruvim or human beings, but either way. So Gemara was bothered, what is a kruv? Okay. It's like, what is that? Okay. Uh, what is a cherub? Okay, so we saw it's uh translated it Kiv Ravyak. Kruv is Milashon like a child, meaning a child like visage. That's what a Kruv is. And the question we had on that is that we have a puzzle in Yecheskel describing the throne of glory, and it said one side was Pne Echad was Pne Hakruv, or Pne Sheni, Pne Adam. So, Kruv is also Adam. It's Adam and Adam. What's the difference? So, the Lord says, you're right. Well, there's two, two faces. There's a face of an adult and the face of a child. Okay, of a baby. Okay. Anyway, that was the idea. Next, we said is that, uh, and this is a question, really, on all the, uh, this, this information. We're saying that the whole idea is based on the Aaron, together with the Kaporas, is a grand total of ten. And God spoke from above that, and that's why the Sukkah has to be at least 10. So the Gemara says, that's very nice, except how do you know how to measure the sukkah? Where do we get the idea that the airspace needs to be 10? Maybe it's together with the schach is where it needs to be 10, which is a reasonable question. So we're back to square one, and we brought a source, different source. Source comes from the base of Mikdash. In the base of Mikdash, there was a very specific ratio. The um, Pazuk says, V'apai Sashabana Shlomo, Hamelech Shlomo Lashem, it was how? It was 60 amas long, 20 amas wide, and 30 amas tall. That's the key. Now, and then we had Kruvim, they were standing up, you know, Kruvim standing on the ground in the base of Migdash that Shlomo built, and the Kruvim were a total of 10 amas. So what is 10 out of 30 high? 
It's one third. So we learned what's the appropriate ratio for the height of the Kruvim. Yes? Didn't the Kruvim sit on top of the Aron? It means really we talk about the 20 Amot. The Aron was 10 Amot, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. No. You, these are different Kruvim that's being referred to here. Oh, the Kruvim for the, for the uh, Masah, you mean? No, this is the Kruvim. They, they were stand-up Kruvim on the ground in the base Hamigdash that, that Shlomo Melch Not because of Kodashim. In the Kodesh In the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So they're not on top of the Aron. Like, that's a, that's the, no, the Aron had its own Kruvim. Miniature. That was the Aron. It was small Kruvim. We're talking about... There was Kruvim. Set Kruvim there another was, set of Kruvim so that were on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> and these were big, gigantic ones. Yeah, and Hamas like tall. I mean because... What? Yeah, well, that's, the, that's what we're told, actually, that, the, that if not for the fact that the Torah tells us that you could have the Kruvim, they would qualify as a Vodazar. Yeah, but uh, the Torah said to make it. That's what it's saying. So it's not about... There, there were statues. That's right. There were these two statues of angelic figures, whatever. That's what Kruvim are. I mean, that's how we know they have wings and they have a baby face. And that's about it. That's about all the description we've got so far. And the wings are up. Well, it depends which way. Well, we'll get to the wings. So that's another story. Okay. What? There are also stand stand ones, standing ones. In uh, in wow. in Shlomo's space of English. Okay. You look. You have to look in the psukim. It describes describes these special proofs. Okay. In Malachim, correct. Anyway, so the Gemara says. Um, okay. So the next thing is okay. So how high is it? It's a third. There were a third of the height of the total. So therefore, it makes sense that the Kruvim in the Mishkan were also a third of the height of the total. What was the total height of the Mishkan? Well, it says, Orecha Koresh, Eser Ama. Eser Ba'ama, Orecha Koresh, right? That's impossible. So, ten Amas tall. So, ten Amas tall. And then a third, so how many, let's measure, let's switch the measure from the ten Amas to the Tfachim measure. So, that's 60 Tfachim, because it's six Tefach per Ama. So, six times ten is 60. So, that's the Gemara's term is Shishim Pushki. Pushki is the word for Tefach. So, what's a third of Shishim? It's 20 Pushki. How tall was the ark? We already said it was 10. Then on top of the 10 was the Kruvim. And the Kruvim, it says, that they were on the Kaporah. So what is the minimum height to be Sochach, to make a Sochach? 10 Tvachim, because that was the height, because the Kruvim's total height was 10, was to, uh, 10 Tvachim on the, on the ark. Okay, because that would make it that the Kruvim reached a third of the total height in the Mishkan. That's the basis. So the Gemara says... Is that what it means the Sukkah should reach a third of the height of your house? Or? No, no, no. It's not, nothing to do with... It's just a, a parallel that we have between the Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan. That the appropriate height for the Kruvim is a third of the total height. That's all. Okay, now. So the Gemara says... Um, okay, so the, the Gemara says that's a very nice source. The Gemara says, wait a second, maybe the wings are a little... Who says the wings are above the head? Maybe they're even with the head? So the Gemara says, and then you were back to square one. So the Gemara says, Lamala. It says Lamala. Maybe it's way above, 
it doesn't say lamala lamala. It just says one lamala. So therefore, it's just above their heads, and that's where he got the idea for the basis. What What do you got over there? A photograph from of the kruvim of the kruvim, the standing kruvim. They're pretty big. What? Which kruvim you showing? Let's see. A photograph. Well, it's not exactly a photograph. It's a uh, artist artist concept. I got too many things yeah. in my pocket. Artist rendition. <laughs> yeah. They're Tanama's tall. That's been magnificent. Ezekiel talks, uh, yeah, and then the Greek 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 Weiter. It's good interior decorators, yeah. all like Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so the Gemara's next thing was is that that works beautifully if you're working with Rameyer's system. Because Rameyer says that all the Kalim, everything, was in an Amabainanis. Amabainanis was made up of six Tvachim. Then the numbers work, the numbers work out perfectly. The Aron was ten with the Kaporas. And then how much was left over was ten. Ten and ten. Problem is, is that Rebutha says that depends what you're talking about in terms of what size Amma it was. If it's a structural thing, then the Amma was a six Tevachama. But if it was Caleb, then it was a five Tevachama. It was smaller Ammas that they were working with. And then what will happen was, is that the Kali, which is the Aron, would be in the Mishkan, would be um, each Amma, it's an Amma and a half. So that's five plus two and a half. That's seven and a half tall, plus the kaboros on top of that. That's another, that's eight and a half. So if you have eight and a half, and, and the total height was a third of the, top, of the total height, well, that means that, that the schach needs to be 11 and a half tfachim tall. We don't find that, it's only 10 tfachim. So the Gemara says, you know what, according to Rabbi Yudah, this is not the source. The source is simply, there's no basis in the text. It's, it, and that's based on the idea shiurim. We're going to get into this today. Shiurim, chatzitzin, um, and mechitzin. Mechitzin is actually our topic. Mechitza, how big of a wall you need, mm-hmm. is all halacha l'moshe mesinai. Okay, and that is where we got up to yesterday. I'm going to take it from here for today's dive. <laughs>